Hello, Tim. Hello, Ryan. Happy gray morning here in L.A. You sounded like a robot. I am a talking computer. (laughs) Great, great. We're joined by Timbot today. (laughs) And uh, we welcome... Whether you're a robot or human, we welcome robots and humans alike. So uh, thank you for being here. Where are we? Hello, everyone. This is episode 136 of Dismembering Horror, the podcast show where myself and... (laughs) Yourself what? Yourself what? You just said yourself. You didn't say who you were. You're right. We've been on a few week hiatus. Let's do this again. Uh, myself, Ryan McDuffie, and myself. Period. Tim Aslan, <laughs> the robot version three point seven. Yeah. When I when I was talking and forgot to say my name, I just kept thinking Timbot, Timbot, just Tim Robots. Just <laughs> it's all in my head now. You're psyching well, me out, what are you Timbot. Do? I'd um, say it's early, but it's not. Right. We have had a time change that's always messes mm. us up. It's like bright late Ugh. now. It's it's weird. Anyway, I had a what, time change while I was in another time zone. That really messed me up. Right. Well, God. we're we're all which ways as we all are anyways. But dismembering horror, thanks for being here. We talk about what worked for us, what did not work about us. <laughs> it did not work for us. <laughs> we do we talk go. about, we actually do talk about what don't, doesn't work about us and anything else that we found interesting or noteworthy. We are about, off to a great start. Right. About a horror film or us or whatever, or you if we knew you. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for being here. Today, we're going to be talking about Full Circle, a.k.a. The Haunting of Julia, a.k.a. Julia, from 1977, 1978, and 1981. What is going on? Right? So, here. Here's the skinny on that. Jesus. It was originally released as Full Circle at the Sebastian International Film Festival in 1977, then released theatrically in England and Canada in May 78 then was uh then it was unreleased in the United States until May of 1981 and then that's when I guess when it got its name changed to The Haunting of Julia along the way and then Julia is the name of the Peter Straub novel it's based on yeah i was trying to look this up have we why does peter straub sound so familiar okay well cuz you've probably read ghost story i'm guessing uh or maybe I- not I know I know of it, but I don't think I've read it. I I know of the movie version of it. It's got Fred Astaire. <laughs> so I haven't but, seen that. But I don't think I've ever watched it. I just So yeah, Peter Straub, he's buddies with Stephen King and kind yeah. of Ghost Story is the one that put him on the map. Um but Julia was his book. This movie is based on that he wrote before it. I've read I feel bad. I didn't finish it. Um, but I, I, I guess it didn't grab me enough, but it was pretty cool. I started reading The Talisman, which he co-wrote I've, with Stephen I've King. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah I've heard th- of that. And that's coming okay. out as a show now. So him, oh, is it? Him and Stephen King co-wrote that. All right, Should so who cool. directed this this film version? Right, right, and then for the rest of the credits for this film version, it was directed by Richard Longcrane with a story adaptation by Harry Bromley Davenport, a screenplay by Dave Humphreys, and as I said, based on Julia by Peter Straub. God, that just sounds so British. Right, like the the names of the (laughs) story adapter and the screenplay writer together, Harry Bromley Davenport, Dave Humphreys. (laughs) Yeah, they love waistcoats. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Great. (laughs) All right, Tim. Well, uh, anything else before we jump into our little trailer here? Nah. All right, and it is. Are we okay? Have we have have we settled in? I mean, we're just here. We're rolling with it. 
Yeah. We're just we're just riding the wave. You're here with us. Oh, what a wave it is. And it'll be fun because this is here we get to play the full trailer today because it is just 30 seconds long. So <laughs> here we go. Fright Great. way way from 1977 back then. A little mini trailer. Here you go for Full Circle, aka The Haunting of Julia. The eyes of a child. Full circle. Full circle. A haunting tale of terror you will never forget. A haunting tale of terror you will never forget. That's right, folks. Which is ironic because I did talk to a friend who said he's seen this and he said, I don't really remember it, but (laughs) (laughs) I watched it last night and I don't remember it. Ditto, Tim. Listeners, thanks for bearing with us for this one. This one was pretty hard to follow for me. It was rough. Yeah, I could really use a uh, Tim Fresher, a Tim summary. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, okay. But, but we got to rate it first, so. Oh, okay, yeah. We, we um, were kind of void. already on the. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I really am. I could not stay connected to this in any way. I, I mean, I felt like even though I wasn't falling asleep, I might as well have been. Like, my brain just was somewhere else. Every time I tried to, like, lock in and pay attention, I was like, who cares? Yeah, it's, for me, I give it a stream it only because of Mia Farrow. Like, just, just, but I shouldn't say just because of her. I should say the completionist in me and because of her. Mm. Like, yeah, I get you. <laughs> I've I've had That's my sh- I've had my share of voids for sure, and I'm with you on how bored and just not paying attention. I I was trying to, but it just kept. Yeah, I tried me. to too. I ke- I kept being like, you have to, you have to like focus. And yeah, and here's where I also want to give it a little more leniency. Like it's not available. Like I found it. I rented it on YouTube. Which if you're trying to do listeners, not maybe not if we just told you to avoid it. <laughs> um, Tim told you to avoid it. But um, it was on YouTube on my desktop as Julia, but nowhere to be found for renting on YouTube on Roku. So I rented mm. it off of my browser and then on my YouTube account on my Roku, I could only bring it up then. But anyway, sorry, so that's a little aside, but point being that it does not have a good remaster or anything like that. It no, looks I, and sounds I terrible. It. I I rented the quote unquote HD rental from Amazon Prime and it was so the furthest thing from an HD anything. Well no, I mean, it's it was it's brutal. an HD it's an HD version of a horrible like non-master print or whatever, <laughs> right, non-restored right, print. Exactly. It's um I mean the like, sound was off like it it was rough. There's rough, this whole rough. like must have been like the fourth or fifth reel around there. I'm talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not common to use those terms, but it's just so apparent. It looks like you're watching just a film projected on a sheet or something yeah. that I put it in those terms. But like like around there in the film, there's this sound in the background that sounded like it was almost <laughs> supposed to be an effect. It's like a, it just kept yeah. coming in and out, but it was something shoddy about it. But there's apparently a little bit of a, a fight to get this remastered or released, you know, if, you know, in some nicer version. Anyway, all is to say, I want to give it a little forgiveness because, like, maybe it was just the quality that was that distracting and that, like, was preventing me from getting into it as much as I could have. In, so. Unless, unless this edit has cut things to make the movie make more sense or, like, be a little more connected to something. I I don't have any I don't give any lenience. It, yeah. it, if there were if that's true, if this is sort of like like even almost like a made for TV yo chop up, I could I could be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, let's remaster the original original edit and like see what it's worth." But if that's not the case, I I'm still like that. Yeah, I get that. I just for me I got to like know how if I probably missed lines and 
just mm-hmm. like kind of like in math class, like in high school or whatever, I miss one, you know, premise or lesson. I'm just like, nothing makes sense at all. Like, well, yeah, you know, you know so like with I, a, I do a, know because I'm pretty sure that I had the flu for the week that we covered um, grammar, like nouns and <laughs> verbs and and stuff like that, because until I was in my like mid 20s. Did I really sit down and go, you have to understand the difference between it, like be able to identify a noun if somebody asks you. <laughs> but up to that point, I was like, I don't know. I still like if somebody's like, what's the I don't know, what's the like I'm trying to think of a good example. I do know these things now, so it's hard to think of one. But if somebody in my mid twenties is like, What's a adverb? I'd be like, I I don't know. I don't know what a fucking ad. So it, is. in terms of this movie, it was like, okay, so Julia's visiting Joffrey's mother, Greta, and then, <laughs> and then wait, and then she's also God. visiting this person who's this person's daughter. Wait, no, so it's Heather's daughter who died. And she, go, okay, it was just like that. It, it was. was. Like, she saw an article that led to this. And what, uh, who is this person? It was just. It's, yeah. Okay. So before we just shit on it, because I. <laughs> Try not to. <clears throat> All right. Uh, avoid in a stream. Here we go. Avoid in a stream. Here's what happens. Uh, Julia's daughter dies. And and look, let's be honest. Dr. Heimlich invented the Heimlich maneuver in 1974. And this movie was made in 1977. I blame, you know, Britain at large for not disseminating the knowledge of Dr. Heimlich onto their citizens because this whole movie would not exist if Julia knew how to give the Heimlich maneuver. But the novel was released in 75, so it was- Son of a bitch! (laughs) Cuts it a little close there, sorry. Okay, fair, fair. Just right on the edge. If (laughs) if he had just waited one more year. Um, So Julia's daughter chokes to death in her arms that sucks um and it really hits her hard well it's expected also because kate uh or sorry kate's the daughter julia our hero mia farrow she tried she wanted she tried to dislodge it to perform a tracheectomy she pulled out the knife yeah yeah so that ballsy which so we sort of are like oh maybe she we like her are kind of wrestling with her possible guilt and like maybe mm-hmm. she confirmed or, you know, saw her death through in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but this, you know, obviously creates a bit of a, a divide between her and her husband, Magnus, right? Yep. Jesus. Played by Kier Delea from 2001 Space Odyssey f- fame. God, okay. I thought he looked familiar. Okay, so um, Julia, you know, she kind of, she she really like, it, it hits her hard to be expected and she decides she needs to like not engage with, with Magnus anymore for any number of reasons. She gets her own new flat, which is in a, I guess you'd call it sort of a townhouse, right? It's pretty cool. It's like a brownstone. It's nice. And it's fully furnished and whatever. <laughs> and uh, and she starts to feel creepy vibes in it, which is fun, sort of. And um, she, let's see. God, what happens? Um, I guess she starts to, she feels like there's a presence there. And so she gets, she gets some friends over to have a little uh, seance. That goes weird. Um, one of them falls down the stairs and gets injured. So stuff's happening, sort of. And um, and then it it this sort of the seance gets Julia on this this journey to figure out really, I guess, who the spirit of a like the the what's the per, the medium says there's a little child here. She saw a little child, and Julia assumes that's the daughter the ghost of her daughter but it sort of puts her on this track to to track down the mystery <laughs> yeah. i guess it's pretty vague but all in all what it is is 
she finds out that a German boy who lived in that house prior, like 30 years ago, had been murdered by the neighborhood kids. And in particular, the the ringleader of the neighborhood kids that sort of spurred this on was a little girl. Uh and oh Olivia. Man. Olivia, thank you. And but Olivia was also murdered after the fact by someone who 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 killed her. I can't even remember. It's so convoluted. No, that's the Olivia's mother, Heather, is the one at the end in the psychiatrist's home. Right. Who oh, is, and she, she that's right, killed, she her, killed yeah. her own daughter. Yeah. Got it. That's why we go we that's that's why it's called full circle, Ryan. <laughs> we just came full circle. We came full circle. We just came full circle because Julia maybe killed her own daughter Mm -hmm. but not on purpose tim is switching his rating to a buy it (laughs) (laughs) um no no i'm not (laughs) full circle (laughs) i can't believe it um so yeah so that's the story but the thing is is that like through all of that you know there's stuff like she she goes on her little detective thing she goes to a library and looks at a What's that thing called? The uh, the thing. We know what you're trying to say. You know, the thing in every movie when they yes, go to a library. Yes, we know. We know. Um, she looks at an article and she tracks a person down and that person says this other person and that she goes to that person. That person's – everybody's an asshole to her. Really, you know what this whole movie basically is to me is majority just a bunch of men being really mean to her and being like, you're crazy. And then they die. And then they die. So cool. The end. Great. And then she dies inexplicably. How? Like, yeah. How would like, you? Ex- what's that last scene for you? You know, who who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, what, <laughs> who knows? What, what She's sitting see. in a chair. Yeah. She sees her daughter. I think it was the or other. Is it, is it Olivia? Olivia. I was confused. <laughs> I think she sees Olivia. Okay, so she sees Olivia, who we know is the spirit who's been haunting the flat, who is the, you know, cause of the deaths of all of these other men. Olivia sucks. She's a real asshole. She's a bigger asshole than all the men. She got all her fellow kid friends to kill animals, we find out. Yeah. Yeah, she sucks. What's her problem? But anyway, this ending is basically like, Julia's facing off literally with uh, Olivia. They mm-hmm. they have a stare off, and then Julia picks up the see, little toy. Yeah, picks up a little toy and cuts herself with it. Or I guess I don't. It's so not clear. And then and and then she bleeds to death. Yeah, she's a gash on her on her neck. Great. The end. All right, should we move on to our other section, next section here, Tim? <laughs> sure. All right, here we go. What worked? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? It You looking at you looking at me, Tim? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, not, you know, you got to respect any actor who. I mean, anytime this happens, it's why it's even if it's like a low rent slasher, you just it's so it's when someone brings their a game, it's just like I appreciate it so so much. It seems like you know Mia Farrow is approaching this as it just could have been another Rosemary's Baby you know, in her performance, I think is really incredible. Yeah. Like there's there's moments in this movie where it's like, if you imagine writing it, you're just kind of like, oh God, this is, sounds so just like, like how could you, you know, how could you pull it off? This doesn't have to be so intense. Or like the kind of lines that you could see people write as throwaway lines because, oh, she's freaking out. And then so they just write like, 
like the lines in this one, as an example, what I'm getting at, she says, forgive me, forgive me, I'm so sorry. You know, she has one of those moments mm-hmm. earlier on. And she's, she sells it like 110%. It's, it's really heart-wrenching, the performance that she gives. And it's a sort of consistent throughout. You feel her grief. Just She just carries it the whole time. And she's like fascinating to look at. Like she just want, has one of those like sets of eyes. It just takes mm-hmm. it all in in a way that's really fun to watch. So, I mean, if you've seen Rosemary's Baby, which we assume and hope you have, it's just like that but without the story to support it anyway you know i i I, that but bad yeah i i don't need to go on to to elucidate (laughs) how good of an actor she is yeah no i i agree she's she's good i mean i i think that if i were being really nitpicky i would say that that her the 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 good components of her performance are undercut only by the fact that it is all on this one frequency there's not a whole lot of variation in her character yeah so whatever um that's i think that's more of a director's issue than than a performance issue she's she's doing it she's going you know she's going for it and good job um like you know Beyond her, it's tough. I've got some little specifics. I, I can. I think there are like three moments for me where I kind of perked up and was like, "Oh, ha, 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 cool." Was one of them when he, uh, when the the antique dealer friend dies in the bathtub? <laughs> yes. I mean, really, it's just the like the four deaths. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, 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 they're fun. They're funny. But why why that bathtub death stood out to me though? It was really incredible because we're so accustomed to like the the electronic device falling into the bathtub and they go blah, 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 like <laughs> yeah, this crazy yeah. electric, you know. But this no, he one just was, sort of freezes. It was hauntingly realistic. It was disturbingly realistic. There's some adverbs for you, Tim. Where Thanks. um it's like uh he the the lamp falls in and it just sort of like happens so quick. It's just it's just felt real and in real time. Where and then once it falls in, it's not like he's instantly dead. It's not like as I said, there's a huge crazy shock and then he's it's it's just like he goes for it a little bit, but kind of gets frozen mm-hmm. and then which, which he just is, is I, out. I believe fairly accurate. Yeah, that's it. It's just kind of like and that. I don't know. I thought that was really effective. It was just like, oh my God, that looked like a real electrocution we just watched. So when I was a, a teenager, basically, late teenager, I I trained as a fireman in their like, um, it was called uh, Fire Explorers. It was like a offshoot of the Boy Scouts. And essentially it's just, it's it's a training program so that when you want to, get into being a volunteer firefighter or or go to the academy or whatever that you have this training already. And one of the things that I always remember is when you do, you know, they teach you search and rescue techniques. And the big thing that they like emphasize is when you're, because you can't see anything, presumably, if it's a house full of smoke that you're going into, you always put your hand, the back, you feel for things with the back of your hand. And the reason being is that if there's an exposed wire and you're using your palm and you touch it, your muscles contract because of the electricity, right? And your hand would close around the exposed wire and then you're fucked because you're holding on to it. Whereas if you're using the back of your hand, when your muscles contract, your hand contracts away from the thing that it's touching. And I I mean, it's like so they ingrained that so much into your brain that like it makes total sense this death how it goes right he he instinctually grabs at the thing but at the moment of grabbing it it's hitting the water and he just sort of freezes because he everything clenches up and he can't move and then he dies of the electrical shock right like yeah so it's i was like oh wow they looked into this <laughs> I also, yeah, I appreciate it too. He, there wasn't like, it, it felt realistic in a sense I related to where in, you don't see in a lot of horror movies, it feels like horror movies, they treat all people as having like big reactions. 
Like, even in the name of death and crazy things happening, I get it. But, like, even then, like, I'm not someone who, like, I don't know. I, I just I just kind of, like, I'll be freaked out, obviously. But I don't know. I see it more like him. He doesn't go, ah! You know, when the lamp <laughs> falls in. He just kind of goes, like, whoa, shoot. You know, he just kind of, like, yeah. That that's it. That that struck me not, yeah. So, in addition to the, the electrocution itself, his reaction struck yep. me as realistic. Um, okay, so that one was fun. The uh, the the dude who was one of the kids. I mean, so there's two dudes who were kids that D- Julia meets that were a part of the uh, killing of Olivia. Um, one of them's an artist, I guess, and the other is um, I don't know, a drunk. <laughs> and uh, so the drunk. After they've had their conversation, he's coming out with a bunch of bottles, I guess his empties, and he's walking down the stairs and a bottle uh, mysteriously, ghostly, you know, uh, rolls under his foot on the stairs and he steps on it and he trips and he falls over the banister to his death. Uh, I I like that. I, I was it was fine. It was kind of funny. <laughs> You know, I was like, at least something's happening. All right, let me. Let me I could. I don't have to resort to scratching the bottom of the barrel here. There were some things I didn't really like in it. Um, I something that like you didn't like when the lady fell down the stairs. It did. I those actually weren't the, the those weren't the other highlights I had. There's some other oh, things I got. The deaths just because I was all the this people falling at a certain point is just kind of like. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, three of the five deaths are just people falling over. Yeah, it's just like, whatever, I don't know. (laughs) So I don't have those in what worked for me, just the bathtub death I had. That's all I got. Well, a scene that really gets to me, because this gets to me in real life too, I guess, was um, when she's at the park and she's having the vision of the girl Mm. and she goes over and like in a daze finds and picks up this dead turtle that's been cut up. Yeah, and then so this woman in the park, British lady, she's like, you know, oh my god, are you a crazy person or something? Da, 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 what are you da. demented? Yeah, and you know, she's just like, oh no, I'm, a, you know, just that kind of like leaving zero room for doubt, accusation, yeah. just like it's just the thing that that just gets me to my core, like more than anything, just like false accusations in that sense, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, it, it bugged me in that sense, but I realized of an effective way, this being a horror movie that wants to push those buttons and just make me like, Oh, poor, poor Mia Farrow. Like she's just like <laughs> getting accused of killing this turtle. And just after everything she was went through, like, and has been going through, I right. just, like feeling that, um, the uh, I thought the movie started off strong, actually, and then was just a disappointment from there on out. But the death of the daughter at the beginning, I thought, yeah. was done, directed really well. That choking of where it's it's like it's just kind of you know this whatever breakfast scene, family having their breakfast, and they're having you know a little conversation, but all the focus is just on Kate, the little girl, and the camera just kind of goes in on her, you know, isn't paying attention to what the dad and mother are saying and just sort of like the camera lands on her in perfect timing, she starts choking and it just felt like, uh, it, just, it just it just made it so the moment she char- started choking, it just it just mm-hmm. really had an, uh, an impact like really felt it and when I was, I don't know, I shouldn't did you did, <laughs> did you like did you like their technique of holding her upside down? I got it. Yeah. And like I did as just sort of like this, this parent's panic. Like what yeah. the hell do you do? It, yeah. I, I was I, like, whoa. Yeah. I guess that's, I guess that's sort of a, a logical instinct. Yeah. Turn them upside down, hit them on the back, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Promising intro. Put it that way. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I mean, I felt that scene. I was like, Ooh. yeah. And then she dies. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah, here we are. Here we go. Um, then we have, I thought that's the other, let's see, like toward the end, a couple great scenes. That's the very last one. Um, yeah, we were both, we mentioned we were just kind of confused how it played out or whatever. But just as far as 
Like, I thought that was really good as far as just depicting a ghost and having, like, a ghost look right at us kind of thing. Just that back and forth reverse shot. Like, the way they had Olivia Ghost Girl lit, it was truly haunting. Mm, yeah, um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just it, when you have a whole movie that's you think is a ghost movie that doesn't show any ghost, you know, it makes it when you see it at the way, way end just that much more effective. But that mm-hmm. was good. Um, yeah, and then neat kind of seeing like the point of view reverse back at, at Mia Farrow, at Julia. Anyway, so I liked, yeah, just as far as showing a possible supernatural element at the way end, I thought that did work. And this made yeah, me, th- people like there- it are a couple very sparing but a couple shots that i just appreciated like they're pretty and compositionally cool and um one of them in particular is mia farrow is um she's laying on the floor like kind of with her head on her hands and it's it's lit really cool it's sort of she's She's kind of just existing in this like negative space. The lighting is just around her and like just the front of the carpet, you know, right there where her hands are and everything just spills away into darkness. And she's, you know, it's this sort of contemplative moment for her. It's really pretty. Like it could be a painting for sure. And I, I wish there was a little bit more. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is more of that to some degree. Um, but like, there, you know, there are a couple moments that are cool. I think the ending has that vibe too. Like, especially the, her in the chair um, has that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's not totally void of some good stuff. Well, I thought... So, it's just so sparing. And we'll get to that. I thought, though that towards the end we had this other scene with Heather Rudge, who's the mother who killed the daughter. And she gives what I thought was just this incredible monologue yeah. where Julia's is kind of going to her at first just for some, you know, searching for the mystery. You know, she's on right, a mystery right. the quest. Truth. But then what she gets is not quite what she's expecting. This full, it's a confessional and a kind of, accusation against her of, you know, trying to play up her guilt too. But old, old lady Heather, she's <laughs> God, she gives this model. It's like, she says something like, I am the one who is dead. All is safe in being dead. And then goes into, uh, have you ever seen evil? I have, you know, just, just stuff like that. It was, I loved it. But she, to sell again to sell lines like that just a hundred percent. I just mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. I really loved that scene and her delivery and just going all out with the writing that they they did and uh, yeah, I loved that. Well, it, yeah, and it, it, I think it works partially because we've been uh, set up to 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 be like, oh, this old lady has lost her mind, so she's just spouting off nonsense, and it's like. It allow it's sort of like this weird reverse doorway in to her saying things that are uh, really heightened language. Mm-hmm. But then, if you actually listen to what she's saying, you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, she's actually saying something." Yeah, and I think that's fun. That's that's a cool way to 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 allow that kind of intense monologuey you know, almost theatrical dialogue. It's cool. It's a cool moment. And it coming at the end, it's like (laughs) we're getting some kind of, some kind of climax finally here, you know, some kind of build to something. So it worked. I honestly think that this movie, this story would be much, much better suited for a stage play. Hmm. I think it, it, it has kind of the sparse, um, I don't know. It, it, I'm not sure how to describe why I think this. Well, how about this? My but last thing, my <laughs> last, my last thing that has to do was was the story here. But this is this is kind of a backhanded compliment to, or maybe as a way to transition into what did not work. But the the story itself, I think, is really really cool, and I didn't even realize it was the story when I was watching it. But it's this 
idea of women wrestling with this horrible guilt, the worst kind imaginable. And anyone who stands in her way or doesn't believe her or, you know, yeah, in any way kind of isn't helping her, stands in her way, they die. Mm-hmm. Which then just kind of, you know, feeds into that guilt even more or is also a curse yeah and it's like an interesting balance of she's the the fact though that they're standing in her way it's like you can tell she has all this pent-up anger along with her her remorse and guilt so it's almost like she's it's it's that weird wrestling between like her hating them but also then just you know yeah not wanting to hate them necessarily it's not a terrible theme right it's a metaphor for if you can't let go of grief you leave a wake of sort of destruction behind you yeah because that that it happens throughout but i didn't really recognize the pattern till after the fact of like all these men who stand in her way or just anyone who questions her they then die immediately after like so that is happening in it it's just kind of we'll get into it but yeah well it's it's it gets muddied by other things so Whatever. Great, great. We want to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about that. But in itself, I think that is a cool story. Yes, I think that, yes, I agree that there's, uh, there are fields to be tilled. Is that how you say that? Sure. Probably not. All right, then let's move on here. Next section, till some more fields in what did not work. It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? <laughs> Crop crops to be harvested? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, both work. Anyway, yeah, no, so exactly, like, as cool of a story that is, I mean, is just evidence in how I put it. I didn't even realize it was the story till thinking about it afterwards. Like it's yeah, just sort that's of a problem. People were just kind of dying along the way. And like well, you like you said too, no ebb and flow. Like she is just yeah. Like like there's no when you compare it to Rosemary's baby, that's easy to do here. There's nothing to give her there there's no turning points of any kind that I picked up on or whatever. There's no reversals. Yeah. Right? Like it's not like Oh my God, I got this idea. Could it be? I don't want to look at this thing, but like I I can't help but look. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. This is bullshit. I, I need to calm down or whatever. Like, and then have the rug pulled out from under that and then go on the ride again and then have somebody like make you become introspective so that you doubt yourself. Like, there's none of this back and forth of like Rosemary's baby. I mean, she is just constantly at the mercy of her own point of view of what's going on and everybody else pulling the strings around her to kind of, you know, pull her around the room. And so like that creates this, this spiraling because you're, you're the, you're always knocked off your pins, right? Like they're always wobbling in Rosemary's baby in this. It's just sort of like, there's kind of just this direct pathway of her, Going, oh, I think a thing. Let me look into it. Oh, I've learned a new thing. Let me look into that. Oh, I've learned a new thing. Let me look into that. Oh, I've learned a new thing. Okay, now I've come to this conclusion. The end. So it's just, it's too linear almost. It doesn't have, like you said, the ebb and flow. It just, it's weird. It, 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 it's boring, to be honest. And it doesn't allow her to go from grief to saying you know what i enough of this grief i need to i need to like like have some fortitude and actually do something about it or face it or whatever like she doesn't have any sort of uh any sort of back and forth within herself that's that just makes it really one note which sucks because she i mean it would be awesome it's it's when you have an actress who's that good, you want to see that the sort of dichotomy of where that character is and watch them move through these different, uh, um, not personalities, but different sort of moments within themselves. And we don't get any of that. She's just sort of on this one track the whole time. 
is it also hurt by again just the easy reference point of Rosemary's baby? Like there's no clear like question at play. You know, she's not like in Rosemary's baby, it's oh, am I, you know, holding the son of a devil inside of me? <laughs> um but this is it like I, I she's she's she thinks there may be a ghost. Like what is the big mystery? <sighs> Yeah, what is the big mystery? Like, it's what is it's the just, mystery she's she's following? It's so confusing because there's nothing to hang our hats on, right? So, if we just sort of follow along what the movie is telling us, the first thing is, really, I think this place might be haunted, but immediately we that is that idea is dismissed. By her saying, oh, I think Magnus is prowling around. And then we're like, okay, so let's go, let's make that discovery. But then that's immediately followed by, no, let's have a seance. What, which is it? Like, which do, she has no clear point of view in this movie. That's a huge problem. It's totally muddied. It's back and forth. Like, we never really, like, she doesn't fight for any, like, any certain idea. She's very wishy-washy in her kind of pursuit of this until kind of later when she goes, oh, I've learned some stuff. I think it may be this. But even then, it's just, I don't know. I, I just had a really hard time getting on board with any of the ideas that are sort of like that her character is is trying to follow up with. The experience of watching it was like, the beginning, it felt like, okay, this is all, you know, solid setup or whatever. But you're right, like right around there, it just felt like the movie never started. It just felt like it was all this elongated setup going in different directions with nothing ever actually congealing to get us off into the races. Here, here's a good example of, of it just, it, it is incomplete. It falls apart. Magnus shows up prowls around he so we go oh he actually he actually is doing this maybe cool but that doesn't lead to any discovery it just leads to him getting killed in the basement and then that's it she never finds his body his body's down there for like another hour of the movie maybe (laughs) not 45 minutes never comes back around we never learned like it's not a discovery it's not like an oh shit moment there's nothing he's just out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten about that body. Like, what are we doing? What the fuck? It's not like there's not like a cop who shows up and says, or a detective, and starts saying, hey, your husband's missing. Can we look in your house? Right. Hey, uh, we spoke with this guy. He was a little freaked out, this art dealer guy. He was a little freaked out because he... He says that you accosted him in his gallery. Um, And when we asked him what you wanted to know, he told us that he he had uh, uh, given you info about this other dude. That other dude is now dead. You're the you're the connecting thread to that. What's going on? Are you like, like, oh, shit, we just found your husband's body in your basement. Are you? Like a killer. Yeah, there is people so... around you keep dying. Maybe that like there's no there's no antagonist in this movie. Right. I was just gonna put that as there's no outside pressure. Like there's little yeah. glimmers of it with uh with Magnus trying to, you know, just sort of like we need to set Julia up with the traditional put her, you know, through the psychiatric war, da 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 da. But that doesn't Ugh. that doesn't really that's not very pressing at a certain point either well exactly if you're gonna set that up make that threat become more and more and more and like apparent or or like bigger and bigger make it make there be a have there be a timeline or a ticking clock that's going to be like oh shit if i stay on this if on this path i'm gonna get put away like that's actual conflict should i continue down this pathway if the the risk does the the reward outweigh the risk of of maybe me getting institutionalized 
But there's not there's none of that. There's no pressure. There's no like she's just Lottie fucking dying around and finding stuff out and people are dying behind her and she's like, oh well. But it's a weird trick because it she is just Lottie dying around. But it's like we're tricked into thinking there's more going on because she is just carrying this guilt and remorse throughout the whole thing. Like it makes it feel like there's more happening than there actually is because at least, yeah. you know, she's she's clearly troubled the whole time. But it doesn't mean there's any additional pressure coming down on her. I think, you know, it, it, from a really basic character arc standpoint, it's missing it's missing a pretty common, I guess, trope if you want of like if you have somebody if you have a protagonist who's who's decided that a thing is a thing and that's 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 their aim that's their goal it helps about two-thirds of the way through the story to have something happen that changes their outlook most of the time it's something that's that says it forces them to sort of look inside themselves and say i'm i'm wrong i need to i need to you know change tact and often that means give up and then something happens that makes them you know re up on their you know their pursuit of whatever the their goal is and but they do it through a new lens because they've had this epiphany moment whatever there there's just none of that with her like there's not like she needed to go be institutionalized <laughs> or something so that she could go, oh, shit, maybe I am crazy. And we would feel tragically, you know, for her because we go, shit, no, you're not. Like, this stuff is actually happening. What are you going to do about it? And then you get to have a third act where she actually has to overcome something. Or if the whole thing is about she's her, she's indirectly leading to these people's deaths then shouldn't yeah shouldn't the consequences of their deaths being encroaching on her rather right. than just this right. kind of passing guilt or if her whole thing is guilt and sh- she needs to come to terms with the guilt and grief over her daughter's death she should come to a realization that that guilt and grief has led to the deaths of other people she's ca- she cares about and then she actually has to cope with that, that she is now, through her guilt and grief, the cause of other death. Yeah, that's why I never, you'd think there'd be that one moment where, you know, the second time it happened, she goes, no, no, not another one. You know, not saying that, but like right? that that moment, that's what, why I didn't even realize it was the story till after the fact, thinking about it. It was, yeah. She, she. Everybody dies and she doesn't know any uh, about any of them. Yeah. Come on. Well, how about the soundtrack, Tim? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <you> should, duh. <laughs> it's it is what it's it's a thing. It is what it is. Sure. I like I like it because it's ridiculous and it's of this era, but does does it work? No. Great. You, you, I can't say it any better. So just wanted to bring that up though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super synthy. I don't think we need to go on unless you have any other lessons at play or, um, no, I mean, no, it just, it, it's, it's a dud, unfortunately. And for all these reasons that we're talking about is that you, it's not that there isn't something to go on. I think there's a lot to go on and maybe the novel is really good and and like dives into these these other components but unfortunately the movie just kind of dances on the surface of of i think maybe what the deeper story is in the novel and it never really gets anywhere so bummer yeah kind of not too different from what's the other one we watched recently oh the sentinel from the same year yeah, but at least the Sentinel had a a, a a finale. I enjoyed the Sentinel way more. Yeah, and some yeah. ebb and flow to characters, and <laughs> that's a little more. Yeah. yeah anyway, definitely great. Well, then oh, well. Let, let's just move on for our next okay. section: things of note. Things of note. 
this should be interesting. Well, for the little that uh, that that worked, and for the not much either that we had to say that did not work, even though it was a lot, I think I had one of the the biggest noteworthy things I had taken a moment that just struck me in that thing of noty place so hard, Tim. <laughs> okay. Mia Farrow. I've heard of her. In a moment in this, she's, God, I mean, just like the rest of it. I don't know what was going on. I forget at the time. It's just all her walking around. Anyways, just talked about, it. but she's, she surprises someone in a celebratory fashion. And rather than saying, Ta-da, she says, ta-dum. What? It, uh, it really... What is that? I thought it was incredible. I thought I never knew there was another take on the way to say ta-da. <laughs> I had only ever heard ta-dum. it before. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> oh, that is odd, isn't it? Talk about... I mean, this is a, I guess... For me, is that you know me, that was extremely interesting and noteworthy. Mir Pharaoh Tadum. She she knows well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little research here. In her world it's Tadum. At least in my world, it's always been Tada. What do you think, listeners? Have you heard Tadum? Do you say Tadum? <laughs> is this uh did this <laughs> did this was no longer in vogue as of the late seventies. Did it switch to Tada at a certain point? Uh, well, Merriam-Webster does not include "dumb" in a, in their de- definition or um, etymology, so I don't know. It's may just be a quirk of of Mia Farrow, which I just love her all that much for. Then. <laughs> right? She's she's like this movie is to dumb. <laughs> Why am I here? Ha, ha, ha. Great. Well, what about other things of note? Did you have anything? Man, not really. Uh, Just the stuff we've already said was interesting, Power. It's, yeah. not, it's not widely released right now. Let's see. Re-released in VHS in 1988 by, funny enough, Magnum Entertainment. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of interesting, Magnum Magnum. Magnus, Magnus, and Magnum stuff. Yeah, Um, the title stuff and the release stuff, and all super British names. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, I can't say that I have anything. Yeah, I guess the the, I I I didn't really feel like this was the ending, but in the Wikipedia plot, it does say that the sharp edges of the toy or what slashes her throat. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot we, um, when we, when we turned the corner into episode 100 territory, Tim, we put out there, oh, let's make sure to mention indelible moments and things of note from here on out. Uh, the symbol, the symbol clown toy bank, you know, the, t- traditionally were you, I think we, in the states are used to seeing this as like the monkey version of this toy but this one's a clown and the first time we see it I, it's it's freaky i liked it great so indel that's i mean honestly of all the things that's the thing i'll remember from this mo- movie is that toy for me it's the uh bathtub death and to dumb <laughs> yeah yeah. And again, credit where credit is due. Creepy ghost girl Olivia at the way way end. Yeah. I liked all the characters at the um séance. Yeah. Like their faces. Yeah. Interesting faces. Great. Well, Tim, I feel like that's it then for full circle really the haunting is. of we Julia. Don't need to, we don't need to belabor this one. Great. All right, in that case, then, we move on to see if we had any recommendations. Mm. Tim, what have you been reading, watching, listening to out of all those things? Is there anything you'd like to recommend dead? On my flight back home, I watched um, a movie on, I think it was on Prime. I'm pretty sure it was on Prime, called Open 24 Hours. It's a horror movie. Um, 
it's fun. It's not it's not great, but it, it it's a good like slashery um kind of one location in the middle of nowhere dark creepy is the girl the lead the final girl is she crazy or is this really happening kind of thing I, it, it's pretty fun i was pleasantly surprised because it was a total you know shot in the dark i was like who knows if this will be worthwhile let me just do it because i'm on a plane and i liked it glad it helped your flight go by that much faster it did it did because i don't like flying and I also don't like flying during a pandemic. And I also don't like being in the middle seat. And all of those things were happening at once. Oh, you had people next to you? Yeah, man, it sucked. Uh, now, but having said that, I got my first shot of the vaccine yesterday. So, you know, that's good. You're hoping it catches up in time for all <laughs> yeah. their disease. Yeah. Oh, my God. Great. Well, yeah, I... I I revisited one I hadn't seen since. I mean, I've been watching a lot of stuff, but one I had revisited, I hadn't seen in a long, long time, uh, which I'm going to recommend Ted today. It was from 1969, Easy Rider. It had been forever, man. But I've been kind of liking to watch movies from that era, just watching some 60s movies I haven't seen. Dennis Hopper, forgetting it was directed by him. You know, this was hot off watching Super Mario Brothers again. I was... (laughs) If if anyone's interested, I was on uh, our friends over at Retro Reviews podcast. They had me on to talk about one of my favorite films, the Super Mario Brothers movie. So uh, check that out, Retro Reviews. The Any- idea that <laughs> it's that we live in a weird world. Again, I'm just gonna say we live in an extremely strange world. The idea that Easy Rider and the Super Mario Brothers movie are connected in some way. Dennis Hopper. Is so trippy to me. <laughs> <laughs> it just is, what the fuck? Right? But great, whatever. Anyway. I watched the first 10 minutes of Speed the other day. That's oh, got Speed Dennis Hopper in it. Speed is so good. I love it's, Speed. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> this is so tangential, but whatever. It's the, the opening... The opening credits of of Speed dun, 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 dun. are just yes are just a uh, going inside down of an elevator an yeah. elevator shaft right and they show the credits every new credit uh, every name that comes up is every other floor like the the screen gets wiped with like an eye beam and it's a new floor and it goes on and on it's like 50 floors in this building of the same thing and what i realized really like immediately was they're just repeating the same floor right they're just wiping it and then it's just the same floor over and over it's not like they actually went down an elevator shaft you don't know that oh i think i know it is hilariously long and awkward but yeah the movie's fun it's ridiculous I think it's neither hilarious nor awkward. I think it's awesome, just like the rest of that movie. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) But we're here talking about Easy Rider right now, Tim. Tannis Hopper, the love spread. Which, um, yeah, just, I mean, I think it was just one of those films where, you know, you get something more watching it um, when you're not in college or whatever. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, a little... Oh, yeah. You know, lived a little longer definitely helps. Um, and just yeah, I like, like this, I haven't watched it in a long time. It, it was just easy just to kind of think of it in my head. Oh, the theme song, Easy Rider, or, you know, that song. And it's, okay, I get it. Then they're on motorcycles. But, like, the rest of the soundtrack that you kind of forget about, mm. like, when that when that Hendrix song comes on, it's just, like, just a cool, cool montage. It's so good. So if it's been a while or if you haven't seen it, watch it and watch it loud. It's great. Easy Rider. I might, I might have to revisit that. It's been many years. Well, probably like twenty years. I since feel I like this it. is always the way to get you to not watch it, but I have the Blu-ray right here if you want to <laughs> borrow it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd love to lend it to you. Um. Cool. Great. Um. Well, next week's film. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Whose turn is it? Who pulled for full circle? I feel like you did. 
great. Let's just did reset you? it anyway and then just go with you. I'm pretty sure you did. Okay, here we go. I'm going to pull. Pull, 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 this one. Oops, I dropped it. Oh, it's a small one. It's called Motel Hell. Motel Hell. All right. From 1980. Cool. <laughs> I've seen it at some point, but it's been a while. I know this one has a bit of a, a cult following. Sweet. <laughs> Great. I feel like there's some special release it's gotten recently or something. Yeah, it definitely uh, has had a second life. Motel Hell. Well, <laughs> we hope you can join us next week for Motel Hell. Either way... Thanks for being here. And uh, our big ask is do tell a friend. Should you, should you think they'd like to join us? Yes, do. Great. Well, well, hey, in closing again, I'll say it. Um, we, let's just come full circle. Say thanks for listening. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>